the System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 72, where we're going to be talking all about daily millionaire mindset practices. I am so excited to share this interview with you guys because this business owner is incredible. Incredible. I always am watching her Facebook lives. I'm always wanting to support her in any way possible because she truly is a gift. 110%. But first, I do want to encourage you, if you haven't uh, gone and check out my System Save Me Summit, I encourage you to do so if you're looking to implement more systems in your business, whether that be client onboarding or a blogging content calendar. There's tons and tons of different tracks for you to look at, and it is free. So go ahead and go check it out at systemsavemesummit.com. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsavemecom for show notes and freebies. Now let's get ready to dive deep into mindset practices. Hey guys, I am super, super stoked to share this guest with you today. Kelly is just a magician of life. Like I don't, there's no really epic way to bring her in. Um, so uh, Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Especially just, you just called me a magician of life. It doesn't get better than that. I'm <laughs> I gotta write that down somewhere. That's awesome. I know. I know. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, so in better detail, well, go ahead and uh, give us some details about you and your business. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a seasoned psychotherapist turned high performance coach, and I primarily work with women who are emerging as leaders in the online space. And these women have had some success, you know, they've ex experienced some, some good stuff, but they get stuck mostly because they have really hustled and muscled their way to where they are and haven't gotten the guidance on how to develop themselves both, you know, as a leader and just their mindset in general from the inside out. So that's where I come in and I help them go next level with everything. Yeah. And it's, it's good stuff, y'all. So I can personally <laughs> attest to it. Um, so, so it's really, really great. And I'm excited uh, for the topic today um, and going into really juicy details about daily mindset practices and productivity and focus and all those good things. So kind of for you or for your clients, describe what your business and your life looked like before you kind of put these practices actually into place. Well, I live in the South now, and uh, a common phrase you hear is hot mess. So I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so a little background about me. You know, when I was growing up, I was like, really, we call in psychology the, the manual where we diagnose people from. It's, it's the DSM. I was like, I had all of it. All of it. My name was next to, you know, every diagnosis. But in all seriousness, I really, really struggled with depression and anxiety. I had an eating disorder for almost a decade. 
um, lots of self-confidence issues. And so really, really struggled to find my purpose and start fulfilling potential for a very, very long time. Uh, once I got through that and got into business, I owned two psychotherapy practices before I became a coach. Um, and, you know, in, in school, nobody teaches you how to run that business. They teach you how to be an amazing therapist and help people heal. They don't teach you how to make money and save money and invest money and do your books and just, you know, right. market. Oh, good God. Never, <laughs> never. You know? So everything was pretty much a mess, but I knew that I had gifts to share and I knew that I had not been sharing them in as big of a way as I could and was being called to do. And so I had to, <laughs> I had to step it up in a big way to make what I'm doing a really successful business that not only helped the people I worked with, but that allowed me to receive in return, which was something I'd never done before. I'd never even considered it before. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally hear you. As you're describing yourself, you're describing me and probably all the audience. So, uh, so what kind of was the, the point where you're like, okay, sister friend, like we need to actually get our ish together. Oh girl. <laughs> I, I had a little coming to Jesus. That's for sure. Yeah. So I had, uh, I had moved from right outside of New York city down to North Carolina and was very, very excited about it and decided I couldn't sit still for very long. So of course, what was I gonna do? Oh, open a new business, of course. So that's what I did. I went and opened a psychotherapy practice and it became very successful and full very quickly and by word of mouth, which was such a joy for me. But mm -hmm. the downside of that being I, I really never learned how to market, right? I so I got to a point where I was trading dollars for hours and I had two kids, I'm married, I have two kids, and really my only option for doubling my, you know, what I was making every year was to work double the hours or to, you know, maybe start some small groups and scale a little bit. But the way that I was kind of taught by other practitioners was, well, if you want to make money, you charge a little bit more and you work more hours. Well, that's why I left where I grew up. You know, I, was, I didn't want to come down here and like, you know, do the same thing all over again. No, thank you. So I really did have a, a little coming to Jesus where I said, you know what? I, I love helping people heal. I love helping people grow. It's a gift I've been given, but this no longer works for me to be giving a hundred percent and taking back maybe 50 or 60%. Yeah. Um, and so I was just done. I really reached, there was like a tipping point. And at the same time that was happening, interestingly, I started feeling this sort of, I guess the best way I can describe it is an intuitive nudge and a pull to do something bigger. And I didn't know what that meant. And it scared me a little bit because um, I had never seen myself as anything but a therapist. So that those things happened kind of simultaneously. And that's when I hired my first business coach. Very nice. And I love it. So Walk us through the steps of kind of how you or how you help your clients kind of start to put together that daily mindset practice um, for folks. Yeah. So there's different moving pieces and I don't want anybody who's listening to get overwhelmed. You know, I don't, I'll be the first mindset coach to tell you that I hate the word mindset. <laughs> I hate that word because you can't wrap your brain around it. Right. And I work really quite often with strategists, right? Because they have neglected their, their mindset. So they want a way to put their, wrap their brain around 
mindset, not have, have it be this like fluffy rainbows and unicorns thing. Cause that's just not my deal. You know? Yeah. So what I try to do is make things really stupid, simple, honestly, so that you can dive into it. But also I'm a big fan and I preach this, that just because I'm saying it doesn't mean you need to do it. Use whatever I'm saying. If it resonates with you, you know, if it, if it really rings true for you, then use it as a jumping off point and go personalize it and build out your own practice. But everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. And so there are a couple of pieces that I generally start people off with. One of them is uh, journaling. And journaling, let me tell you something. When my first coach told me to journal, I was like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. Because when she said it, I thought it was like, dear diary, my day was really good. You know, like back in junior <laughs> high. And I was yeah. not doing that. You know? no. And then I realized what I was resisting was being very clear and honest with what was going on inside of me. And what goes on inside of all of us is we bring to the table a lot of limiting beliefs that we've been programmed with. You know, We don't come to the planet thinking we're not good enough or smart enough or expert enough or attractive enough or all that stuff. It's all programmed in. And when we go to step up and do big things out in the world, all of that programming is what we're going to butt up against along with, you know, anything else significant that's happened in your life, like a trauma or depression or anything else. No. And, and so I like for people to start there. Just, I give a lot of journal prompts when I work with people and they're very simple, really simple, but they're not always easy because that shows me almost immediately what you are bumping up against. Once we know what your underlying limiting beliefs are, then we can crack it wide open because if you learned it, you can unlearn it and replace it with something else. And I do a lot of that through journaling. The other things I do in journaling, and again, they sound a little bit woo. I don't even like that word either. Because <laughs> if you've met me, like as oh much God. as I love woo stuff, I'm not walking around with crystals hanging out of my ears and, you know, props to anybody who does that, but that's just not my way, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I really like to co-create with the universe. That is a big thing for me. I don't care what you call it. You can call it God, the divine. I don't care. Call it whatever you want. But when you recognize that you are not trying to do all these big things in this world by yourself and that you can actually ask for and receive help, which, you know, not always easy for us, like smart driven women, that can be kind of a block because, you know, we're supposed to flex and do it all ourselves. Yeah. But once you realize, wait a minute, you can actually co-create, it makes owning a successful business so much easier. So I write letters to the universe. I wrote one yesterday. I was like, listen up, dude, here's the deal. This is what I'm asking for. Here's what's going on. And I need you to show up and deliver, you know, signed with much gratitude. And, and I mean that because gratitude is a big, huge part of my mindset practice. And I'm always encouraging people to create a gratitude practice. Now I do want to say one thing, because I know when people originally hear the words, create a practice or create a routine. They're like, I don't have time for that. I'm busy. I have, you know, deliverables and I have funnels to plan and all this stuff. 
I get it. I have the same stuff that you do. So everything I teach, you can really do in less than 30 minutes a day. And if, you know, look, there are days where I have a big block of time and I love doing this work and I'll sit and do two hours worth of work, but it's because I love it. You know, right. you'll have to do it that way to get results. You can do 15 to 30 minutes, but you've got to be consistent. So I'm a Monday to Friday girl. Weekends are, are wide open for me and I have kids. So it's like a circus around here anyway, but <laughs> Monday to Friday, I get up and you know, the same time every day I'm doing the work. It might not be the same work every day. I'm doing something a little bit different. Sometimes I'm reading, sometimes I'm meditating, sometimes I'm doing a visualization, sometimes I'm journaling. Um, I love tapping. So if your audience doesn't know about EFT, super simple thing that you can do to help yourself. Um, but so, or maybe a combination of those things, but I like to leave it open. I don't like uh, systems are my friend now. They weren't always, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I like for that, my mindset system to have some flexibility in it because I'm a rule breaker. And if you tell me I have to do the same six things every day, I'm going to tell you to stick it. So I have to right. make work right. in a way that feels good and gets results. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I'm, I'm definitely the same way at whatever, uh, I think Laura or somebody in our and our clan is like uh, rigid flexibility is yes. kind of just like their structure, but you can wiggle it a little bit. You can That's right. change it up. And I like that you talked about the variety on a daily basis. Sometimes, you know, you're doing one thing and then the next day you're doing something else. Um, but at least you have that set time and you know generally what's going to be happening during that time. So you can Absolutely. take it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the set time is kind of important. I have flexibility with that too. Cause like I said, I do have two kids. They do, they are school age. And so sometimes it hits the ceiling in the morning and I can't do what I would normally do, but because I have such a deep commitment to doing mindset work, I will absolutely make it happen before the day is through. Now, if that means I do it during lunch or I do it before I go to bed, whatever. But again, there's a little bit of that flexibility that if something comes up in the morning and my normal time gets messed up, then I just know it's happening somewhere else in the day because I've seen what happens when you don't do consistent mindset work and I will never go back to that place. I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So then with, um, you also, you know, when we spoke, talked about like body work or massage or stuff like that, like physical walking, um, kind of talk a little bit about bringing the movement side into your mindset. Cause I think a lot of people don't talk about that, but no. I like that you brought it in. They, they don't. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but for me as a coach, I sit a lot and sometimes I'll, you know, walk when I'm on a coaching call or whatever, but you know, whether we're doing something like this or a webinar or emails, whatever, we're sitting, we sit a ton and I, you know, can be kind of couch potato ish. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, getting regular body work is really important to me. So every month without fail, I'm getting 90 minute minimum, at least once a month, deep tissue massage, you know, and it feels great and it's wonderful, but you also have to understand it helps you integrate 
any change you're making because we're not disconnected from our bodies. It's, I mean, I, I think we like to think our brains and our bodies are different or our energies just in one place, but it's not, it's everywhere. So especially if you're going through an up level, right? If you're breaking through that income ceiling or you're putting yourself out there in a new way or you're launching something, you've got to process everything that's going on. So walking is something I do regularly. We have a gorgeous pond right around the corner and I will just pop on a podcast and go and walk and just process stuff. It's not what, it's not type A walking. In other words, it's not, I have to do eight laps in under this amount of minutes and this many steps. It's not like that at all. Um, and the reason why is because that is who I am. I am like that wacko type A person. So I'm constantly balancing that out because when it gets cranked up too much, it doesn't serve me well. Oh, so, so true. I love that. I love that. So uh, we're going to get into the final couple questions. So uh, what was your best financial investment in business? Um, can, can I have two? You may. Yay. Thank you for that flexibility. I appreciate that. I think they're both super important. That's why I want to share both. So the two best investments I have made are uh, number one at all times having a coach. It is not always the same coach. It is not always for the same reason, but I don't do without support, um, especially at the level my business is at now and is growing. I need consistent support and I deserve it. I used to, we joked about it a few minutes ago. I used to think because I was strong and smart and capable, I should just do everything by myself and I should not have to need the help or there was something wrong, or there was a weakness if I asked for it. Now I understand, and I say this literally ad nauseum, that leaders, we rise faster and we go further when we rise together. And any wise woman in business is going to know that. So that's a non-negotiable, having a coach. Um, And the second thing really was hiring an assistant. That I hired her when I had no money. I hired her when I think I had two clients. And, but what happened was I, I had a vision for where I was going. And one thing I know without a doubt is that a real leader makes a decision based on where she wants to be and where she's going, not where she is that day. So yeah, holla, seriously. So I, I, my old coach, actually, this was her assistant and she left to start her own uh, VA um, agency. And I was like, oh my God, I called her. I, I got the last open spot. She got lapped up in about 24 hours, just completely. So I got the last spot. That was the wisest money I invested in my business. And I think I want to say I started, I don't know, maybe five hours a week, four hours a week, whatever I could swing on my credit card. And now I have her on retainer. And so that's not to brag. That's to say to people, start wherever you are, just start. Do not do it all yourself. You will undermine every success that you desire. Yeah, I I 100% agree and definitely resonate with the, I can do it all myself sort of (laughs) mindset craziness that that goes into. Um, But I mean, yeah, I I think growing a team is, is definitely a huge investment winner for me as well and coach. So I agree with you 100%. Um, And then what was your worst financial investment in business? Oh, there's been so many, Jordan. (laughs) I would say this. Last year, 
So I'm not a huge fan of uh, formal launching. It is not my thing. I launch things in a very sort of non-traditional way now. And the reason is because I lost $15,000 launching last year. And so the, the investment of doing it in a way, it wasn't launching that was a bad investment. It wasn't even the person who was helping me with it that was a bad investment. It's that I was willing to put money into something that didn't fully feel right to me because I believed that that was the way it was done. And so I did it twice and I lost 10,000 the first time and 5,000 the second time. And that was the end of that. Because I said, I don't care. I'm never, ever doing it this way again unless, you know, it's presented to me in a way that feels aligned and feels good. From now on, I only put things out there in a way that feels really good to me. And that, because I am as stubborn as they get, that was the way I needed to learn that lesson was getting a huge wallop to my bank account. And so lesson learned. But that was probably the the worst. Yeah, no, totally. And so when you are kind of analyzing those different ways to move about in your business, kind of what is your, I guess, inner gut check-in or what is it that you do when you are coming into big financial investments and you want to make sure that it's aligned and want to make sure that it feels right to you? Well, and that's such an awesome, awesome question. Yeah. You just hit it on the head. So I do, I, I trust my intuition without question, without question. It is kind of scary, spot on. And the only mistake I've ever made was not listening to it. Anytime my intuition has piped up, it has been correct. The mistake was that a couple of times I ignored it or, you know, played it off or whatever. Um, So now it's really a daily check-in with any decision that I feel like is big or powerful or pivotal. I am always checking in with my gut. And if I don't have an absolute clear answer, then no decision is made until I do have a clear answer. And that means nobody's going to push me into a deadline. Nobody's going to put me on the spot. Absolutely not. And if they try to do that, then there's my answer. That's the way I look at it. And so to trust that inner guidance, that voice, that gut, that whatever you want to call it, um, holy business skill that I wish more women would learn because our intuition is crazy. It's, a, it's amazing. And it will not ever steer you wrong. So it's like a daily practice for me too. If I have a big thing coming up, I'm always checking in. How do I feel? Am I on track? What does my gut say? Am I you know, seeing evidence? That kind of thing. Because my ego, my inner critic could talk me out of the greatest decision ever yeah. if I listen to it. Yeah. So it's always intuition over ego. Always. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So where can people find you online? Website, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, the best place to find me is on Facebook because my website, I'm so excited, is completely under construction now. Um, I actually hired Brene Brown's web designer and she's on my website and I'm super excited about it because she's amazing. Yeah, amazing, but it's going to take a bit. So it's under construction. So the best place you can find me is on Facebook. Um, you can find my business page, which is just very simply Kelly Ruda. And um, I also have a really amazing tribe of women in a private Facebook group called the Fierce Chick Tribe. So I invite you to come over and hang with us. Um, I'm in there a lot. 
and I'm commenting, I'm supporting, I'm giving coaching, I do a lot of free training, I live stream, and the people in my tribe get kind of first dibs on everything, including like early bird specials and early announcements about things. So that's the best place to find me, especially if you want to interact. And if you have any questions about what I do, how I do it, or any of that, you can always shoot me an email at uh, info at kellyruta.com. Perfect. Easy enough. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I know that people are going to get tons out of it. Um, I know that I'm continuing to get tons out of it whenever I speak with you. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. It's been so much fun, Jordan. I really appreciate you inviting me on. Thanks for listening to Systems Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.